This is the last of our um, teaching sessions for this annual conference. Tomorrow we'll have our worship service and sermon, but we'll also have a time of reports uh, at 9.30. There'll be a time to hear from all of the teams of the church and what they're doing. Then we'll have uh, our, our wonderful worship service with our guest worship team, River, the River of Life Band, a group of Romanian Christians out of Wiesbaden, will be sharing with us, giving our team a much-needed break. Then we'll have a meal followed by uh, a little more business, sharing the budget, and wonderfully hearing an opportunity uh, to, to, to learn more about what's going on in London and what the Lord is doing in London. Tonight, as we gather, we have already talked about our mission, and now we talk a little bit about our vision. Before we do that, would you just bow with me in prayer? Heavenly Father, we pause again in the presence of your Spirit, seeking again, O Lord, that you would teach us and stir our hearts Give us a prophetic imagination to see the world as it might be, as it should be, and what we might do to be a part of bringing that into completion. In Jesus' name we pray, O oh Lord. Amen. So beginning, let me ask you, what are your plans for Christmas? Anyone? And if you're watching on Facebook, Feel free to type comments in the section and Paul will be your voice in our presence. <laughs> what are your plans for Christmas, anyone? Going home to see family. Anyone else? Staying here. <laughs> I'll be with you. <laughs> We're family. What else? Anybody else? What are you planning to go see or do around Christmas this year? A what? Ah, going to church? Yes. How about the Christmas markets? Anyone going to the Christmas markets? Anyone been to the Christmas markets? Anyone going to another Christmas market? Yes. There's lots of things to do. Any parties? Anybody planning a party or planning to go to a party? Show of hands. So these, these are plans that you have. Plans for things you have not yet done, right? You haven't done these things yet. You're planning to do them. You're planning to go there. You're planning to be a certain way. I'm planning to learn German. I haven't done it yet. It's a plan. <clears throat> Essentially, isn't that what a vision is? A plan to do something you haven't done or a plan to be something you haven't yet become. So we had on our whiteboard, I'm going to pull it over here just a second. This wonderful question that everyone clearly loved. <laughs> what is a vision statement? Now, last night I joked the question last night was, what is a mission statement? And there were six answers and 22 people. Tonight, the question is, what is a vision statement? And there are even less answers. What does that mean? What do you think that means? 
People don't have a vision. There's something about a vision that's harder, even harder to fully understand than the concept of mission. But maybe you're also wondering, what's the difference? What's the difference between a vision statement and a mission statement? Well, some of you wrote, it's uh, the major end goal, the goal. Something bigger. So this really fits with what we just said. Something we haven't done or haven't been. Something bigger than we might ever be able to do. A target at which you aim at. I like that one as well. And then also this one, it is what we dream to achieve, I think that says. It's what we dream to achieve. All of these, I think, are powerfully capturing the the heart of what vision is all about. But we said last night, do you remember me telling you about Simon Sinek and finite games versus infinite games? Finite games, for example, is soccer or football, where it has a beginning, an end, and clear rules, and you know that you won or lost at the end of the game. Whereas a mission statement is kind of infinite. It's an infinite game. It has no beginning, no end. It goes on forever. It has ever-changing rules. Wagner and I were talking about that even in this post-COVID world, churches make plans to adapt to changes, but before they can even interact with the changes, things have changed again, and it's forever. That's the, that's the trouble with a mission. It never ends. That's the joy of it. You enjoy playing the game forever. Now, typically, a vision is, an, is a finite game. It has a beginning It has an end. It has a goal. Jeff, tell everyone, if you don't mind, what you said about our vision statement yesterday. Do you recall? It's unachievable. (laughs) It has no ending, (laughs) does it? In a sense, you're right. Global-minded people connecting with God and with God's people in every global city in every global city. So in a sense, it's an unachievable goal. In another sense, I mean, you could plant a church in every global city, depending on how you define global city, depending on how much time we're given on this earth before the kingdom comes, uh, and so forth. So it is, it is this, it's a very different vision than this kind of idea Um, Because we were talking, several of us, about a typical church vision is about what that church wants to be in five years. And at the end of that five years, they seek a new vision. You know, we want to to be at 150 people by 2024. And then when that's achieved, a new vision is sought after. But this one is one that's almost an infinite game, isn't it? It kind of goes on and on. Global-minded people connecting with God and God's people in every global city. Where did this come from? It came from our mission. This is how it is achievable. Because if our mission, 
We said last night our mission drives and our, is our motivation. It's the why we do what we do. And when we are doing the things of the mission, which we boil down to three things. Do you remember? Love God, love neighbor, make disciples. And if we are doing those three things, the vision begins to come true. The vision becomes attainable. If you look with me in Acts chapter 13. Now, I don't know if you refer to this passage in your vision process or not. Does anybody remember Acts 13? This is, a, a, I think, a, a biblical basis for the idea of this vision, planting globally-minded churches in every global city. Acts 13 verses 1 through 5 tell a story of church planting in the New Testament. Now in the church at Antioch, there were prophets and teachers, Barnabas, Simon, who was called Niger, Lucius of Cyrene, Manian, a member of the court of Herod, the ruler, and Saul. While they were worshiping the Lord and fasting, the Holy Spirit said, set apart for me Barnabas and Saul for the work to which I have called them. Then after fasting and praying, they laid their hands on them and sent them off. So being sent out by the Holy Spirit, they went down to Seleucia, and from there they sailed to Cyprus. When they arrived at Salamis, they proclaimed the word of God in the synagogues of the Jews, and they had John also to assist them. This is a very natural, organic movement of the Holy Spirit, that there is this church in Antioch that is alive and vibrant, and they are fulfilling the mission, loving God, loving neighbor, making disciples. And in the midst of doing the mission of the church, God, through the power of the Holy Spirit, suggests to them, commands them, while you're doing so good here, maybe you share that somewhere else. Maybe you share what you're doing right here. Take that to another city and do it right there. Multiply. It's about multiplying healthy, vibrant church over and over again. How often can you do that? Infinitely. And if you, you've seen this, this idea of cellular, cellular reproduction, what happens when a cell divides? What, happen, what can those two cells now do? They can divide. And now they're completely growing and growing. It's what they call exponentially. It's, it's increasing. It's doubling and doubling and doubling. And every double doubles. And the doubles double when they double. And they double again. Over and over and over again. And so I think that's very much the story. And I'd love some feedback from those who were here when this was happening. But that's the story of London. This church was going through a process of rebirth and, and the spirit was working, as I understand the story. And they began to fulfill a mission. A mission of of growth, a mission of, of loving God, a mission of loving 
neighbor, a mission of making disciples. And as that church grow, the Lord set apart someone to leave from here, not as a missionary, not, it, it would seem like a coincidence, right? But there's no coincidences with God. God was sending someone to London. And when they arrived, God's spirit began to draw people around that plant. And, and for a while, it kind of struggled. It held on. But then the Lord sent a pastor, Wagner. And then COVID came. <laughs> and then God, it's like God said, I want to see how, are you really serious about planting this church in London? But the church hung on when many churches disappeared. And now they're beginning to grow. Now they've, so I would say, relaunched, right, Wagner? Relaunched themselves post-COVID and are growing. So that's how the mission of loving God, loving neighbor, making disciples backs up this vision and pushes this vision forward. I think this is the hardest thing for people to grasp, this idea that a vision is not what you are, but it's where you're going. It's what you're seeking to achieve. And yes, this will go on and on till the kingdom comes, but it's a powerful one. So here's the question for you. How does all of this planting churches, let's just say this is, we want to plant churches. Can we say it like that? How does this involve you? How does this resonate with your life here at Multination Frankfurt or Multination London? And the first question before you can really answer that is, how does all of, of this connect with our mission that we talked about last night? Our mission. We, had, we were going to have the, a banner up that had the mission statement on it, but it disappeared. <laughs> so I think it's been put away. Um, but you remember it from last night, I hope. Connecting with God, connecting with each other, and connecting global-minded people with God. How does our vision here connect with the day-to-day -day life of the church in Frankfurt and the church in London living out that mission, how does it connect with the vision of planting churches? So I'm not going to tell you. You're going to tell me. What we're going to do is we're going to divide you into smaller groups, three groups, and each group is going to take one part of our mission. And I want you to discuss how does this part of our mission connect with our vision? So in your groups, you're going to talk about it. You're going to think about it. You're going to pray about it. You're going to, to, to be creative and imaginative and hopeful. And I want one person from your group to be your reporter, to, to write down your discoveries and your thoughts. And when we come back, you're going to share that with each other. There's a, a stack of paper and some pens right here on the table. So when you're in your groups, whoever you elect, they're going to need to get a paper and pen. So I want to divide you up um, in three groups, just like we did earlier. One, two, three. One, two, three. Okay. All right, class, for the sake of time, let's come back together.
and share with each other what we've dreamed and discussed and what's been revealed to us. All right, so group one, connect with God. Where's group one? Oh. And actually, Doug, if you don't mind, if I'm going to invite your reporter to come to the microphone. Hello, good evening, church. So in group one, we discussed yeah, how we are supporting the vision, uh, connecting to God, and we looked at a, a couple of uh, activities. So one, um, we support the vision connecting with God through our church activities like our, our Sunday service, our Bible study. And what this enables us to do is to build a strong community of believers that helps us to sustain that connection at an individual level and also at a corporate entity to God. And then we also do that through other activities like prayer. So we're always having yeah, prayer requests that are going on at a church level and also at an individual level. And this helps us to um, to feed that connection because the connection is a continuous activity. So it's not something that we only do once and then it stays there. But what we saw was that we can have connection at different levels. So you can have people who are at a very strong point of connection and those who are just starting. But at, uh, through the activities and the communities that we build, it helps to sustain the connection that is strong and also to bring up maybe that connection that might be wavering or might be weak or might be need to be strengthened. And then the other way we also do support the vision of connection is through our platforms like um, our online service that helps new people to make a connection to God, to learn about God and to start building a connection. It also helps already our members, already participants who are here in church to sustain that communication or that connection even though they may not be here physically. Uh, other ways is also through our WhatsApp group and other social media um, platforms like our Instagram. So this helps to sustain the connection maybe that you already have also to spread the word so that new people can learn about God and develop that desire um, to come to know God and to, to create that connection. But the most important one is having that connection within us, amongst ourselves, that helps us to sustain our faith and to feed uh, the connection that we've already established. Thank you. Yeah. And I love the idea, too, that if you think about connecting with God, if, if you don't have that part, you're not going to do anything else. Nothing else is going to connect. So good. Sick group number two. So we talked about that if we're not connecting with one another, we're not going to grow and we're not going to be able to send people out to plant a church somewhere else. So we talked about our classic example of the Nunez family who had come to our church, were very connected within the church, serving and um, very much just fellowshipping with one another. And then when they were moving to London, we felt like, oh, <laughs> we're losing a big part of, of who we are. What are we going to do? Um, and it took us a little while to figure this out. But then we decided, we decided to ask them, would you consider planting a church in London and taking this with you there? But what we all, we're also talking about was this idea of the fellowship that we enjoy here together. We want people to be able to go move to another country. So let's say Tokyo. Let's go to the other side of the world. And you can go there and know that you'll be able to connect with people the same way as you were able to connect here. You'll 
feel that same sense of welcome that we are known for. Um, you'll also jump right into the same sermon series that you've been having here in Frankfurt. So you might be in Frankfurt one Sunday, you've moved to Tokyo the next week. Oh, this is the same sermon series. So the big vision, multi-nation churches throughout the world, that as people in our church, as they do, move around that fellowship that we have with one another, they'll want to experience that somewhere else, that connecting with God, um, but also connecting with with one another and knowing that you move to a new place. The first thing you want to do is to make friends, right? <laughs> and so taking that with you and, and and being part of that. So I think that was how the, the connecting with one another kind of fits in with this. But also this this big idea of having a world map with lights popping up all over the place that we're not just connecting within our own church, but we're connecting with other churches. That this conference one day <laughs> could be a gathering of 50, 100 churches and we're all connecting with one another, but we know we've got a lot in common. We're singing similar songs. We're hearing, going through similar sermon series, going about things in a similar way. Um, so that connecting with one another then builds into the church planting. I can make anything work. <laughs> Awesome. Yes. Yeah, I mean, that's an incredible thought to, to be able to move from Frankfurt to London and never miss a sermon in the series. <laughs> incredible. So the last, the third piece, you know, connecting other global minded people with God, who's going to come and share? <clears throat> yeah. So um, in our group, um, well, Wagner was the one who was, had all the great ideas, and we were we, well, we were also uh, making some suggestions, but as the recorder, I'm the one who's uh, going to communicate this. Um, yeah, we, we talked about, um, yeah, just a few different ways connecting with God's people. We talked about um, in the session with Wagner about how, um, you know, it's God's mission, and we're just, um, you know, assets for God to go out there and um, you know, reach uh, God's people um, in every global city. Um, we talked about uh, this one idea that they do in London about uh, having multiple sessions, doing theory followed by applied practice, going out and doing some form of uh, evangelism, um, a bit more structured as an idea. And with that was talking about things like just being cons- having consistent times of doing it, allowing other people to join in, um, when they can and have focus to what they're doing, um, reaching out to certain groups, certain um, um, people at certain times of day. Um, and that was one idea. Um, and I think, um, yeah, I think that, w- that, was, that was the main points that we had. Am I missing anything else? Sorry? Oh yes, sorry. Yeah, we talked about the social media, and we just, which was also mentioned, and about how um, that's something that you know people have the opportunity to check out. Um, you know what's going on in our church, and and it was something that Pastor Mason mentioned as well that there have been people that have come and visit our church after checking out the live stream just to see what's going on here, and yeah, so um, that was another way of of connecting um, with God's people. Yeah, I think that was everything. Yep. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, so if you think about it, I mean, amazingly, the next church planter may not even be a believer yet. They're out there uh, waiting to hear the gospel. So if we're not fulfilling the mission, 
We're not going to be creating new church plants and planters and church uh, partners and so forth. So, yeah. <laughs> Amen. So take a moment, if you would, and just bow your heads and close your eyes. And if you would seek the Spirit in this space. And if you're at home on Facebook, just turn off anything in the background and just for a moment, just ask God to speak to your heart and to your mind. How can you be a part of this vision? You personally, a part of this vision. And just take a moment to silently listen to the Lord speak. Amen. It's not going to always be like, oh, here's a city. It's a global-minded city. Let's put a pin there and, and, and plant a church. Often it will be organic, like it was with London. Sometimes it will be like that, where someone is just moving away, and it seems right. Sometimes, though, God will put on our hearts a place where we, we know there's a potential, there's an opportunity. Um, it's not going to happen just one way, these future church plants. But as we fulfill this mission, we're not going to always see how the mission is creating the vision. We're not going to always see how these individual acts of loving God and loving neighbor and, uh, and making disciples, how that's adding up or leading. We're not going to always see where it's going. It's kind of like if you've ever, have you ever walked along the beach and you start walking in one direction and you're talking to your friend and you're walking and talking and you don't feel like you've gone that far and then you stop and turn around and you can see where you were is just a, a faint little dot and you think, I didn't realize I had walked that far. And so it will be with planting churches, multi-nation locations around the world in global cities. You'll look back 10 years, 20 years, and you'll say, I didn't realize we'd come that far. In fact, do we not even sense that in our own local church locations where we look back, if we just pause today and say, look how far we've come. And that's what the theme of post-exile, returning from exile, that we're in a place where we can see God has taken us out of some real hardship, and now the way is forward. And so let's celebrate that in song together with our last song for, uh, for tonight. And again, we're going to be back here at 9.30 in the morning, back here for another time of worship, but also a time to celebrate how far God has taken us. As we hear team reports, that's not really business, that's worship, that's celebration. As we hear the report from Wagner about London, that's not just a business report, that's worship, that's celebration, to get to, to be able to hear what the Lord is doing. Amen. Let's get on our feet.